that we are wrong and you are right. Even at our best, we are weak, but thou art strong. And Lord God, we can do nothing without you. We've tried and we failed. Lord God, in this worship experience, we pray that you would hide the preacher behind the cross, crucify him afresh, convict, convince, if need be, convert. Speak to our hearts, not to our ears. Speak to our hearts. Cause us to go out a different way than we came in. Help us to praise you forevermore. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap. Come on. Praise Jesus. Boy, that young lady can sing. My Lord. Praise the Lord. Oh, my soul. Oh, he going to speak. He's already spoken to me. Perplexed. By God's providential pain, perplexed by God's providential pain, our pain will speak to us. Our pain will speak. To us. Typically, pain in our lives preempts our peace and uh, provokes our mental, emotional, and psychological makeup. Too often, we pay more attention to our pain 
than we do the painkiller. And when you blame your pain on somebody else, you are nothing more than a victim. Pain, pain, pain. I have pain, you have pain. And pain speaks very loud. Amen to our hearts that um, God providentially provideo. Uh, God exercises, amen, his right in our lives to educate us about his grace, that his grace is truly sufficient. And, 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 and when we start thinking about uh, this matter of, uh, this matter of pain, that God is providential, mm. meaning that God allows pain in our lives to reveal us to us. I know we think we know ourselves. I know we're satisfied with ourselves. But when God releases pain, pain will paint a picture of what's on the inside. It not only reveals, it restricts. Pain will restrict you from going back to where God brought you from. Hmm. I listen to so-called Christians who say, well, you know, I'm saved and I'm under grace and then, and then they start proceeding with sin. Um, God knows how to stop us from sinning. The prodigal son had to come to his senses after God let pain come in. Can I get a witness? In in other words, there are some pains that are profitable. There's some pains that are profitable and providential from God's throne. He he, he will reveal, he would restrict, and he will remake and remold us as we pay attention to the pain. That is, he, he, gives, he gives us a perspective through our pain. Uh, Hebrews uh, 5 and 6 deals with, now the chastening for the present time seemeth, amen, to be something we don't want to deal with, but afterwards, it yieldeth the perfect, peaceable fruit of righteousness. I, I have yet, I, and, and, and I grew up in a very 
structured home, as you know. I mean, they didn't play. We, 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 we feared our parents on two levels. We reverenced them. Yes, ma'am, no, sir. And we were scared of them. Now, now, I'm not suggesting your children be scared of you, but we were scared of our parents. My mother used to come to the door and call me for dinner. Raymond, come on, it's time to eat, you and Bush. And I'd be out in the street with my little friend. She said, audience will get you hurt. <laughs> Meaning the next move, she was coming out in the street. Lord, I know. <laughs> Raymond, that was the first call. And I act like I didn't hear it. Did you hear me? Then I... <laughs> Lord, have mercy. How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? Lord Jesus, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. She in glory shouting, and here I am, still walking like a robot. I still hear her voice. Isn't that right? Can't you still hear your parents' voice? You can still hear that voice, Doc. Did you hear me? Jesus. Thank you, Lord. But, 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 but God has a providential pain that he uses in the life of his people. Now understand something. The Bible says God does not chasten the unsaved. You wondering why them folk in Washington, other folk, ain't nothing coming in their lives because God's reserving judgment. Lord, I'm going to hell. You, your parents didn't whip the whole block. Of course, they had permission to, but they, they only chasing their own. Can I get a witness? Lord, have mercy. Yeah, Jesus. I, I learned to stop running my mouth. I know I, my, my father took all of us to a shoe store in Porn Priest. I was about Nine years old, man. Get all sh new shoes for started school and sneakers, and we were we were all sitting in a row. And and this real pretty lady came up. And she said, "How can I help you, sir?" And 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 my dad, my dad said, "Well, I want to get my children." And they were talking and smiling. And I said, yeah. "I went home. I said, Mommy, Daddy was talking to a pretty." <laughs> <laughs> I said, well, that won't happen again. Uh, why did I tell that? Look, listen, anyway, move right along. Uh, God, 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 this thing on perplexity, God, Habakkuk, the prophet of Judah, was perplexed at God's plan. He didn't like God's plan. How can you not chase in Judah? The way they acting and how how can you take somebody like Nebuchadnezzar, an uncircumcised monster to chasten your anointed people? And God's response to Abaca was that you know they go through a series of questions and answers. God's response was the just shall live by faith. And and he says, Look, here here's what you do, Abaca. Write it down. Amen. Study the vision. And if it tarries, wait for it. It's surely coming. And, 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 and Habakkuk, Habakkuk was challenged by God. Can I get a witness? And, and I don't have 
time for the historical or the historicity of it all. But when God said, uh, uh, the just, those that are justified shall live by their faith. That uh, God, God, God was saying providentially, I know what I'm doing. I, uh, Nebuchadnezzar is going to wake up the nation. And Nebuchadnezzar is my servant who's going to hell, but he's still my servant. Nebuchadnezzar is going to wake up the nation, and here's what's going to happen. When I get tired of Nebuchadnezzar, amen, his grandson's going to throw an orgy, and, and at midnight in that orgy, there'll be a handwriting on the wall, and the Medes and the Persians will be on the steps to defeat the Babylonians. And when I get tired of the Medes and the Persians, then a 32-year-old uh, warrior named Alexander the Great, him and all of Greece will show up, and they're going to defeat the Persians. And then when I get tired of the Greeks, I'm going to wait till 165 B.C., and this terrible nation called Rome is coming. Can I get a witness? And I'm using Rome to usher in my son. Because I need a Roman crucifixion for his death to work for me. Oh, I wish I had a witness up in here. I don't need Jesus dying of poison. I don't need Jesus to get killed in the midnight brawl in the garden of Gethsemane. I need him on a cross, hanging between heaven and hell. Can I get a witness? Child of God, God providentially knows what he's doing. And it's in our text that there are three characters that God used divine, amen, pain for his own purposes. All of your pain is not because you made a mistake. Most of it is. All of your pain is not because you were slipping and sliding and peeping and hiding. Some of our pain is self-inflicted. I can't blame St. Matthews for the war in my mind. Are y'all praying with me? I got to fight night and day to keep myself clean, to stay pure, because I had impure memories, impure mindsets. Come on now, y'all ain't got to get quiet up in there. I did things I shouldn't have done. I went places I shouldn't have gone. I learned things I shouldn't have learned. And then I discovered when I got saved, it just gave Satan more ammunition. Can I get a witness? I've been young, now I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. So uh, first we see a sovereign pain in the book of Job. Turn to Job chapter 1 after Nehemiah. Job, I'm going to synopsize this for the sake of time. We see a man of pain who God discloses himself to as the sovereign one. Now let me stop pausing part because the sovereignty of God is that immutable attribute which allows God to act in total independence of anybody else to do precisely what he wants to do. Sovereignty means he does what he wants to do when he wants to do it. That's why in your hearing, the scripture this morning from Romans 9, I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy. And I will hardeneth whom I will hardeneth. Now, 
Some believe that Romans 9 is teaching double predestination. Just like we are elected and predestined to go to heaven, there's others elected and predestined to go to hell. He said, well, I got a problem with that. Well, it doesn't make sense for you to have a problem with it because if God is pulling a few out to go to heaven, he's letting the rest go to hell. Oh, I'm preaching up in here, Doc. Y'all, 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 you know. Can I get a witness? And, and, and so the sovereignty of God is God essentially saying, hey, nobody counsels me. I do what I want to do. When and how, with whom, I want to do. Do I have a witness? That, that is, every episode of your life was predetermined. I got a problem with that. You have a problem all you want. It's either an appointment or an accident. And there are no accidents in Christ. Do I have a witness up in the house? I'm trying to teach y'all some uh, systematic theology. It's okay that God rules. Thank you, Jesus. Do you really believe when Lucifer acted up in heaven and took one-third of the angels with him, do you really believe that caught God by surprise? God looked at his divine clock and said, you on, boy. This is part of my plan. Can I get a witness? Uh, fact, fact of the matter is, is that when we begin to look at the book of Job, he's a patriarch, meaning he lived the same time of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He's a patriarch. He, uh, uh, and we know that because of how his riches were measured. Animals, livestock, not money, not gold. Can I get a witness? There was no temple. Amen. He offered sacrifices to the Lord. And the, and the Bible, and the Bible, and the Bible, the Bible lets us know that, amen, Job was chosen, chiseled with conflict. Chosen and chiseled by conflict. Ah, that uh, uh, the life of Job, amen, when we look at this, God began to disclose to Job things about himself he did not know. Hmm. And what God will do is allow pain in our lives to disclose us to us. Let me show you what's really in your heart that you've been lying about all these years. Mm-hmm. That, 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 that child of God, when you look at this story of Job, the story of Job, God gives him a tested faith, a, a, a turmoil faith, and a testimonial faith that Job, Job lost fame and family and finances and fractures and fellowship with God. And, 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 and just for the sake of time, when we look at the book of Job, there was an accountability of all the angels. That, that is, God called for all of the angels to report. And these are, these, these are the elect angels. He called for all the angels. These are not fallen angels. Seraphims, cherubims, principalities, powers, dominions, thrones, all. Uh, there, there was an accountability. And then there was an appearance of Satan. Just the word Satan denotes the fall had already taken place. Can I get a witness? 
because he was Lucifer, the light source. Lucifer's job was to stand in front of the throne of God and reflect all of the praise of the angelic hosts and take the reflection and turn around and give it to God. But like so many preachers, we get tired of giving Jesus everything and we want some for ourselves. It's tight, but it's right. In the name of Jesus. There, were, there, were, there, were, there was an accountability of the angels. There was an appearance of Satan. And there was an approval of a man called Job. Satan, where are you going? I'm going to and fro, up and down, in and out. What are you looking for? I'm looking to trick somebody up. Satan is never out to do you any good. His whole mode of amarende is to get you caught in deception. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. Do I have a witness? And, 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 and upon God's approval of Job, have you considered my servant Job, who's perfect and upright? There's no man like him in all the earth who loves God and eschews evil. Lord have mercy. What a testimony. Could it be that God bragged up your name and Satan and God had a conversation about you? Because we know that Satan had access to the third heaven. That's how he went into the third heaven. Now that access, Revelation 12, will be limited during the tribulation period. He'll be thrown to the earth. But listen, that he gave approval and then there was an agreement between God and Satan. Here's what Satan says. Does Job fear you for nothing? Hmm. You got a hedge around him. Remove the hedge and let me in. And when I get in, I'll make him curse you to your face. Now, now let's stop Paul's apart because... Theologically, we got hedges around us. No weapon that's formed against me shall prosper. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him. There's a hedge around us. Now, be careful that you don't get uppity with other folk. Don't give people the impression you're stronger than you think. I'm preaching up in this place, Doctor. Because if God ever tampers with the hedges, you don't know what you would do and what you would say and where you would go. There's hedges around us. Lord, have mercy. And the man, he lost all his finances, his fame, his family. And, and you know, when you, when you read the first chapter, the thing that blows my mind is that Satan allowed this stuff to come in succession. Amen. Chaldeans came up and they did this. They killed all your animals and amen. And, and, and the wind, uh, east wind came and, and blew the house down on your children. And all. You lost all ten children. And, 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 and all your livestock, all, everything you have is gone. And, and I'm only left, hey, here's the message, I'm only left to tell you, and, and, and when the last messenger came and said everything in your life has been, amen, totally uh, uh, devastated, the Bible says that Job stood up and tore his clothes. 
which is a sign of mourning, put dust on his head and worshipped and said, the Lord hath given and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed. I wish I had a witness up in here. Be the name of the Lord. And the Bible says that all of this, he did not sin against God. Oh, Lord. Let God pull your heads down. Let God deal with your family and your finances and your fractures and your fellowship. Let God, let Satan pull everything down and see if you come to St. Matthew's next Sunday. See if you stand up here with your hands to the sky saying thank you, Jesus. See, see, see if you still worship him. Can I get a witness? Uh, child of God, all of this happened. And his wife. See, Satan's going to leave somebody back. His wife said, what's wrong with you? Why don't you just curse God and die? And Job said, woman, you talk like a foolish woman. Lord, have mercy. Do I have a witness? Then, 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 then we don't have time. But then, then, you know, when the devil can't use your pain, yeah, then he starts working on folk you thought were your friends. I'm preaching up in here. Today. Bill, Dad, Zophar, Eliphaz, and all them. And each one of them kept quiet. That was the best thing they could have done. When somebody's going through something, don't have a lot to say. Just let your presence speak. Do I have a witness? Don't be sitting up there, I done been through the same. Nobody don't want to hear that. Just learn to be quiet. Can I get a witness? And, 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 and each friend spoke from their own perspective. I, I don't have time. Bildad was a traditionalist. He defended God. Boy, you must have did something wrong because God wouldn't do this unless you did something wrong. Some of your pain is not a result of your sin. Some of your pain is for your profit. Mm. Some of your pain is what God added in to get your attention to something else. Do I have a witness? That, that is, that is, uh, then, then, then Zophar comes and then uh, 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 El Eliphaz comes and the youngest one comes last and all of them had a different perspective. These are church folk. I know you did something wrong. I know what you did. I, I know you did it. And the boy already had enough on him. Now his friends, in their defense of God, are accusing him when he did nothing. Y'all oh, understand what I'm saying? And that goes on and on and on for 30-something chapters. And then Job, Job is at his wit's end. And if you've never been at your wit's end, keep living. You'll get there. When, when you get, you're, you're tired of being tired. Can I get a witness? You're tired of praying. You're tired of waiting. You're tired of hoping. Uh, that's wit sin. And Job, Job, Job start questioning God. And, and all of a sudden, God said, who is this? With dark counsel. 
that would dare question me. Gird up the loins of your mind, boy. Where were you? When I put mountains in the earth as weights to balance it. Where, where, where were you when I let all the rivers flow into the ocean, yet the ocean does not come past a certain point? Where were you when I threw the Milky Way out and, and outer space and stars and solar systems? Where, where were you? And Job gets to the end of a chapter and God makes him forgive his friends. Turn to your neighbor and say, you ain't going nowhere till you forgive the very ones that hurt you. You got to release them before God starts restoring. Do I have a witness? You got to release your daddy. You got to release your mommy. You got to release your husband. First, second, and third. You, you got to release your pastor. Can I get a witness? You, 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 you got to release stuff. So Job, Job's conclusion, Sister Hicks, was, listen, uh, uh, God disclosed something to me about myself. And every day the Spirit of God is disclosing something about us. You know, I got a mean streak in me, man. It's from, it's from South Philly. I, I try to cover it up. The sister Gordon said, well, you got to work on that sarcasm. I said, yeah, I do. Because I, oh. I get with you in a heartbeat, man. I feel like you invading my territory. You in trouble, man. What? What you say? Yeah. And I said, no, this ain't another Lord. I got to, Kenya, I got to give this up to God. I gotta change. I gotta metamorphosize. I gotta can't do this. <laughs> My God, today, Job said, "I had heard about God with the hearing of my ear." Now, 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 I I know you don't know what this means, brother Lightfoot. This means I had an assumption of God. But now, after going through all this, I got an assurance of God that God's going to show up at the end. Weeping may endure for a night. See, see, listen, every, every time we get down and every time pain painstakingly hits us, it's the promises that bring you out. It's not your personal strength. It's not how many times you come to church. The promises of God are yea and amen. They are designed to bring you out. I've been young. I'm, I mean, this is the midst of conflict. I've been young and now I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor seed begging bread. Can I get a witness? There's no song in the hymn book that can work you out. Do I have a witness? There's no speaking in tongues that can bring you out. Yeah, yeah, you get quiet all you want to. Can I get a witness? Uh, there, there's no certain platform that can get you out. You, you got to know what God already promised you. I'll never leave you, nor will I forsake you. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord would raise up a standard against him. No weapon. I do have a witness. Uh, you you got to speak this stuff. 
You got to preach to yourself. You got to remind yourself that God cannot lie. Can I get a witness? Uh, you you got to keep up with the promises of God. Lord, you said, didn't he say it, saints? Uh, when I get in trouble, yeah, before you pray, I'll answer you. Didn't he say that? Uh, Paul said, we are troubled on every side. Uh, but not the stress. Do I have a witness? Fr Friday, my youngest baby turned 24. I'm thinking about asking Sister G for another child. Can't do it, though. Can't do it. Can't do it now. Can't do it now. Can't do it now. Can't do it. Can't do it. Can't do it. I'm hollering at her to shut the dogs up. <laughs> I can't imagine another baby. <laughs> But in the name of Jesus, I'm only playing. Them thoughts are, them thoughts are long gone, Doc. In the name of Jesus, check it out. I had heard, but now I've seen. When you understand that the pain that God let in your life was to change your perspective of him, you're going to come away victoriously. It ain't about you. It's about him. Can I get a witness? It's about him. It's about him. It's about him. It's about him. Jeremiah said he'll give you a song in the night. Won't he give you a song in the night? Uh, it's good that I've been afflicted. I wish I had a witness up in this house. The psalmist said it's good that we've been afflicted. Can I get that I may know his statutes. God perfects us through providential pain. It's pain you and I have been through that's designed to disclose something about you and then something about him. Can I get a witness? I don't know about you, but it discloses something, yeah, about him. And every time I get in trouble, the Lord shows up. Doesn't he show up? Every time I feel like throwing a towel in, the Lord shows up. Every time I get tired of being tired, the Lord shows up. Every, every time, every time I feel like dying, the Lord shows up. Sovereign pain. Sovereign pain. I pass it on. I done passed through a lot of pain, man. I, I ain't just talking about the pastor. I'm talking about pain. Stuff that hurts. Historical hurts. How many of y'all know you got historical hurts? You know, like that little dinosaur, you ain't my daddy. You, know, you ain't my, you know, whatever. Historical hurt. We got, we got some, we are broke. We are broken, saints. We are broken. And another wife ain't going to heal the brokenness. Another husband ain't going to heal the brokenness. You're going to be more broken now. Because <laughs> you're going to find out some of the brokenness is you. Can I get a witness? Leave that one alone. We are broken. Battered. Bruised. Son of man, can these bones live? You know, Lord, we'll preach to the bones. Put words.
word to the bones. Put word to the wind, Holy Spirit. And, and listen for a clinging. The bones are going to start coming together. The bones are going to start getting up. And the army is going to start walking when you put the word to the bones. Whew. Secondly, in Paul, 2 Corinthians 12. Hang in there with me. I'm coming in. In Paul, we see... <laughs> A pain deposited in Paul's life to transform suffering to sufficiency. Oh Lord, this one—it's—it's—it's a—it's a DDD, a divine deflationary device. Divine deflationary device. Hmm. Some of us have such deep-rooted pride. And the ones that are the most prideful ain't got no reason to be proud. I listen to a, you know, I go to a doctor, and he's going to spend 15, 16 years in school, and he's a double-D doctor of some kind. And I go into his office, he say, hey, man, just call me Ed. You let somebody in the church get a half a degree. <laughs> a, a $75 Baltimore degree. <laughs> My name is Doctor. No, your name is something I can't call in church. Much of our problem, listen to me, is a wrong perception of ourselves. See, we want to be applauded, appreciated, and patted on the back. So we would dare get in this pulpit and take away from Jesus to applaud ourselves. You ought not come out of the pulpit asking the current, how did I do? kind of mess is that? How did you do? You failed. What do you think about my sermon? Was it deep? <laughs> After hearing the ladies, these ministers are going to move over. Some deep theology up in here. I'm only playing, guys. He might say, go over Jacob's by yourself. But check, but check it out, check it out, check it out. Uh, Paul, in 2 Corinthians 12, which is connected with Philippians 3, Paul says, look, if I want to brag in the flesh, I got something to brag about. I was born a Hebrew of Hebrews. You can't get no pure. I sat under Gamaliel at the University of Jerusalem. The highest, him and Nicodemus was the two highest profs in all the land. Amen. <laughs> Paul, Paul, Paul said, circumcised the eighth day. That's true Jew. Do I have a witness? I was a Pharisee. I was a lawyer. Lord have mercy. 
I persecuted the church of God to show my zeal to the law. Lord have mercy. Listen at the boy's resume. And, and he said, but what things were gained to me, I lost for Christ. And, 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 then, and then Paul, 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 Paul in 2 Corinthians 12 says, now uh, God ushered me into the third heaven. So here go Paul. He walks into glory and he's looking around and he said, I couldn't even articulate what I saw. It was so beautiful, so peaceful, so magnanimous, I couldn't even put it into words. And the Spirit said, don't write this. Don't reveal this. This is a surprise for the saints. Can I get a witness? Paul, Paul, Paul says, and because I had, listen to pastor, the privilege of these revelations, you got to watch your privileges. Sometimes your privileges can bring pain. Can I get a witness? Your privileges can bring pain. You, you got a chief seat up in this pulpit? Yeah, you got a chief. Yeah, yeah, you got a chief responsibility. In the name of Jesus. You know, I love these guys. I came up here one day years ago and, you know, Green and Luther, they, I love them. So Green was sitting there looking out, smiling. And I wanted some water. So I said, what are you sitting up here for? Let me get a woman next to me. So she can give me some water and orange juice. And, and when I, the fact of the matter is, is that, uh, no, he's a great brother. Listen. <laughs> Let him sit down there. And he can look out all, all afternoon. You know, in, in the name of Jesus, listen, listen, the fact of the matter is, is that mm, because of the privileges of my revelation, God called up Satan. Here go God and Satan again. He called up Satan and said, here's what I want you to do. I want you to buffet him. The word buffet means bring pain into his life. To keep reminding him that this thing is not about him. And, and I can tell you right now, providentially, you got a pain in your life. You'll find out what it is. It's a pain. It, 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 look, it's a pain that's been deposited in your life to deflate you. So you don't get up at it. Do I have a witness? That, that is child of God. And, 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 and he gave Satan the right to buffet him at will. Lord have mercy, this thing is deep. And, 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 and Paul said, Sister Hicks, that this thing hurt me so bad. And he's the, he's in the Pauline epistles, 13 of them. He's the original of faith. He's the original, come on now, of, 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 of apologetics. He's the one, Paul is the fighter. Paul planted more churches than anybody else. Paul said, and it's for you prayer warriors, I went to the Lord three times. And he said, no, my grace is sufficient. I, I'm not going to remove your pain. I'm going to leave your pain in place 
so that your suffering is transformed into sufficiency. I got to make you know what my sufficiency is in the midst of your pain. So I got to keep letting you hurt so you can live a holy life. I got to keep letting you hurt so you can humble yourself. I got to keep letting you hurt so you know who to call when you get in trouble. I got to keep letting you hurt so you don't depend on your degrees. You don't depend on your brilliance. You don't depend on your parents. You don't depend on your friends. But your dependence is upon me. I got to keep letting you hurt, Doc. So Paul, so Paul, so Paul got crazy. Paul said, good. Then when I'm weak, I'm really strong. That the power, the dunamis, the dynamite of God, Lord have mercy. The bulldozer, the kratos, I'm preaching up in this place, Doc. That the power of God may rest upon me, meaning the power won't rest unless I'm in pain. The power won't perfect unless I'm in pain. The power won't work unless I'm in pain. It's pain that makes the power work. So Paul said, come on in, problems. Come on in, Satan. That the power may rest upon me. For when I'm weak, then I'm really strong. I wish I had a witness. So Paul could say in 2 Corinthians 4, Kenya, we're trampled. Thalipsis is the Greek word. We're under attack on every side. But we don't lose our cool. You know why we don't lose our cool? Huh? Because I got a treasure in the trash. <laughs> the treasure is the Holy Spirit. The trash is me. Because I got a treasure in the trash, God's going to transform me in the midst of my pain. And he's going to turn my pain into praise. I'm going to learn to thank him in spite of what has happened in my life. I'm going to learn to praise him for all my problems. I'm going to learn to exalt him when the devil throws his stuff at me. Can I get a witness? Child of God, I'm going to learn that his grace is sufficient. I've been young, now I'm old. I've never, I feel like preaching now, seen the righteous forsaken nor seed begging bread. I told you about the story of the young boy who went to school and this bully kept messing with him. And the bully said, boy, I'll knock your head off. And the boy ran home. He had an older brother. And his brother said, what's wrong with you? He said, I'm nothing. He said, what's wrong with you? He said, there's a bully at school. He keeps threatening me, and I'm scared of him. So the brother said, I'll tell you what we're going to do. Go to the bully's house and knock on the door. And the boy knocked on the door. He was scared. He was trembling. He knocked on the door. The boy said, what do you want? And... The bully was looking at the boy, hollering at him, and he happened to look up the street. And he saw the big brother behind the boy. And the bully just kept quiet and shut the door. 
And the little boy told his brother, I don't know what happened, but when I told him he wasn't going to boss me around anymore, he looked past me and went back in the house. And the oldest brother said, because he saw me. Can I get a witness? And every time Satan comes at you, Jesus standing behind you. He's your big brother. He's able. Isn't he able? He's able to do far exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. Paul says we're troubled on every side. We're troubled from our kids. We're troubled from our marriages. We're troubled from our lack of money. We're troubled from our health and strength. We're troubled. Man, I used to get high, run the streets, party all night long, go get a medical exam, put my arm out. Everything was perfect. Blood pressure was perfect. Blood was perfect. How many of you know what I'm talking about? I was in my 20s, man. Oh, everything was perfect. Come on now. Jogged two miles a day, had a 31-inch waist. I'm 32 now. Just hang in there. In the military, stand at attention, Dan, look there, see my navel. I ain't seen my navel in years. <laughs> Let's put a mirror up there. <laughs> Lord, have mercy. And I ain't eating lettuce and get hit by a truck, so you can forget that. The fact of the matter is that God allowed providential pain in Paul's life so he could learn the sufficiency of Almighty God. No matter what I'm going through, he's sufficient. No matter what's happening in my life, he's able. No matter what comes my way, I got the victory. Can I get a witness? When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord to raise up a standard against It's not God's will for you to figure out how to deliver yourself. All he wants you to do is call his name. Can I get a witness? Jesus, I'm going down for the count. Jesus, I don't know what to do and what to say. Jesus, I'm in trouble this morning. And the minute you say Jesus, Somebody said Jesus in heaven. He's saying, hush, hush. Somebody's calling my name. Can I get a witness? Won't he show up? Won't he deliver you? Won't he fortify you? Is he able? Is he able? He's able. He's able. Hallelujah. Finally. We see the providential pain in Jesus' life to bring about the surrender to God. Now, Jesus suffered in the Garden of Gethsemane. We don't even understand. He, he, he took his disciples from the upper room over the Kidron Valley Creek. Now, here's what you don't know about the Kidron Valley. The Kidron Valley, there was a creek, and at Passover, the creek was red.
because the temple had slayed so many lambs and the blood got in the Kindred Valley. When Jesus crossed the Kindred Valley, he was acting out <laughs> as the Lamb of God <laughs> that his blood had to be shed. Do I have a witness? And, 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 the, and the, the Bible says he told his disciples, just wait with me one hour and pray, and they fell asleep. Can I get a witness? And he, he had to surrender himself uh, to the Father. And the Bible says that he struggled with conflict. And whenever God wants you and I to surrender, we're going to struggle with conflict. Can I get a witness? We still want to do everything we want to do, and yet we think God is going to wait second to get his stuff done last. And, 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 and Jesus was praying, and the Bible says to sweat like drops of blood fell off his brow. That means he was in deep prayer, Doc. Can I get a witness? And what he was praying about was between his faith and his feelings. I don't want to drink this bitter cup. The cup was death. I, I, I don't want to drink it. And then, nevertheless, Lord have mercy, not my will, but me thine will be done. Can I, can I leave a word of encouragement? When you and I are struggling between feelings and faith, flesh and spirit, can I get, you got to make a choice. Can I get a witness? You can't stay impartial. You, you got to make a choice. He said, nevertheless, not my will, but may thine will be done. And the Bible says, at that time, the, listen to this, the Jewish soldiers showed up with Judas. Not Roman soldiers, Jewish. They, they were from the temple. They came in and they said, uh, uh, who is Jesus? And they said, are you Jesus? And Jesus said, I am he. And the Bible says that all the soldiers fell back. Now, now, now there's two positions on this falling back. When he said, I am, only God would dare say, I am. When he said, I am, they fell back because of power. Some say when he said, I am, they fell back because of fear. That he used a title he had no business using. And God was going to kill him. He said, I am he. And then they took him like a lamb gone to the slaughter. Can I get a witness? They led him from judgment hall to judgment hall. It started with Annas and went to Caiaphas and then went to Pilate. Can I get a witness? And, 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 and you know Pilate, Pilate. Pilate was a little cocky. Pilate was the Roman uh, uh, a prosecutor, he said, I don't find no fault in you. He said, uh, he said, well, but why don't you speak? Don't you know I have the power? And Jesus said, you don't have no power. I have power to lay my life down. I have power to take it up again. Can I get a witness? And they led him to a place called Golgotha and made him carry a wooden cross. And when he got there, they laughed at him, they spit on him, they smacked him, they mocked him, and they said, he saved others, but he cannot save himself. You better understand what went into the sacrifice of Jesus. You better understand that Jesus gave up everything in order to save us. He's our sin bearer, 
in order to be our savior, in order to be our sanctifier, can I get a witness? Jesus perfects the believer. Jesus, amen, provides for the believer. Jesus brings peace for the believer. Or do I have a witness? Jesus is God's perfect sacrifice. That's why we can't turn this church into entertainment. It ain't about no entertainment. It's about exaltation. Can I get a witness? Uh, come on now, y'all, y'all, y'all can talk back to me. This is about him. Now unto him. And every day we come to worship, we ought to worship him. We ought to get the word so we can live better. Give the word so we can love better. Give the word so we can be liberated better. Can, but it's unto him. He surrendered all. Didn't he surrender all? He gave up his rights to act as God. They, they, they crucified him. They put him on a cross. They nailed his hands and his feet. They stuck a sword in his side. And, 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 and in between death and life, he had a nerve to save a thief. Can I get a witness? Went tripping down the shield and put him in Abraham's bosom, came on back and kept on dying. Somebody know what I'm talking about. But early, I'm coming in now. And on Sunday morning, he got up with all power in his hands. It doesn't matter what other faiths say. We ought to respect them, but there's only one true and living God. Can I get a witness? And every knee shall bow. And every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord. I don't want to hear about no Hebrew. I don't want to hear about no Aramaic or Greek. I don't want to hear people in sheets and, and turbines on their head. That's a bunch of mess. All I know is somebody died in my place. Somebody forgave me of all my sins. Somebody washed me as clean as snow. Can I get a witness? Put my name in the Lamb's book of life. Say yeah. And he been saving me over and over for years. Can I get a witness? And one of these old days, I'm going to leave here. But to be absent is to be present. That means there's no delay. The minute I die, I'll see Jesus. Can I get a witness? The speed limit to heaven is a moment. A twinkling of an eye. Can I get a witness? And I'll see my mother. I'll see my brothers and my father. I'll see my grandmother. I'll see my aunts and uncles that are saved. That's why the songwriter said when we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be when we all see Jesus. We're going to sing and shout the victory. No more crying. No more cancer. No more sickness. I can't wait to praise his name. Say yeah. Say yeah. Your pain is profitable. But here's the key to the whole sermon. Your pain is not for you. It's for somebody else. Your pain is for somebody else.
Your pain is for somebody else. Your pain is for somebody else. See, a testimony is something that God has already taken you through. And it's designed to help somebody else who's going through. Can I get a witness? I was hurting. I was deep in sin. I was messed up. But God, who's rich in mercy. Let's stay on our feet. Every bit of pain in your life, God allowed for your profit and his praise. It's for your profit to disclose and draw you closer. It's for his praise because he's bringing you out. If you're here this morning, you need to be saved. Just raise your hand. You want to give your life to Jesus Christ. Or you want to join the church for your Christian experience. We'd love to have you. Is there one? Is there one? Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for your word. Allow our pain to give us perspective on praising your holy and everlasting name. You said in everything, give thanks. And we give thanks, not only for the provisions, but for the pain. Now, God, through the pain, ah, like Job, give us the assurance and not the assumption. Like Paul, help us to turn suffering into sufficiency. And like Jesus, help us to surrender to the end, all things into your hands. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. As we switch gears to our communion, please reach down and grab the elements out of the basket. Do it quietly. If you need help, deacons on the floor. Amen. And uh, 